0: forefront. Um, um, because when I read it, I was just, I was sort of like stuck for a while because I was just in awe of how it just hit my soul and hit my spirit. I was like, oh man. Um, and so for me to have the opportunity to introduce her, uh, this, is, this is, this is, it's just, I'm so grateful for this. Um, and Thinker's Lounge, of course, like I said, we're, we're, we we tap into a lot of things that sort of you know we unveil a lot of things a lot of people don't like to um bring on in discussions or in our certain circles or environment that we're in but this is the time that we can tap in and really be ourselves and unleash all those unlimiting beliefs and thoughts and and learn and be open at the top so no further ado i do i i'm so grateful and i am I'm, i'm just like so grateful right now uh, to bring her on board. This is uh, Amanda uh, and she is coming on board here today and she's going to expound on some topics that I feel that's really going to open up your mind in a different perspective when it comes to death, dying, rebirth. That's a lot of those names that start to run concurrent sometimes in people's mindset. Um, I definitely have to edify her Please, let, give me a second. Let me just, you know, um, she's such a humble human being, uh, but she is, Amanda's definitely, she's a spiritual director, received her certification here in Charlotte, the spiritual center. She's ordained minister, um, a death and dying transitional guide, a, gr- a grief facilitator, a shaman. I mean, come on guys. I mean, you know, um, a therapeutic massage therapist, uh, she's had tons and tons of experience. She's a yoga teacher and trainer, and she's all in her writing. Guys, we're going to have to definitely have you go to her, um, her website tonight. I'll be talking a little bit about that as well. She's got some eBooks coming out, some workshops. I want to make sure you guys understand that you definitely will be blessed to, um, to check her out. Please do. I know I'm going to be one of them. Um, and she comes from a lot of the teachings, Jesus, of course, Buddha, Eckhart Tolle, uh, Richard Wall, uh, a lot of mystic poets. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Uh, but today you're going to get the fullness of where her experience has got her to. And, uh, and, you know, this queen's always evolving every time I spoke to her and, um, you know, I've really learned so much from her. So no further ado, I just want to introduce Amanda Brutus Phillips. <laughs> all right. How are you doing today, Amanda?
1: I am doing so well, Marvin. Thank you for that wonderful, robust greeting. It's always so interesting to hear <laughs> all of these titles being thrown around. And you know, like you said, it's it's just I'm just an ordinary individual trying to share my gifts with the world. So, but I'm happy to be here with you and happy to be here with your audience, just to share the gifts that yes. God has um, imbued me with. So, thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yes. Well, you're quite welcome. You're quite welcome. Um, well, I want to jump right into it. I mean, I've been getting yeah. text messages and personal <laughs> calls today, Amanda. So I um, mean, everybody's yeah. giddy to really want to get this perspective of. Uh, uh, and I want them to get into your truth, your personal truth. Um, yeah. and you can, then we'll go from there, but can you tell them s- sort of what, what was the, um, the correlation with this experience? Uh, what happened to you to, uh, to go on this, uh, more of this spiritual, uh, journey, if you will, and to, uh, really do the soul searching and, 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 have to, you know, do almost of a, uh, uh you know, healing upon yourself. Can you expound on when all this started transitioning for you and opening up?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So I think number one, we're always on a spiritual path, right? Even if we don't recognize it subconsciously or consciously, we are all on a spiritual path. Um, So for Mm -hmm. me, I think it began, um, you know, if I had to pinpoint a particular date when, for me, I became more aware or awakened within myself, that would be in Mm -hmm. 2003. But I think it's happened even before that. I mean, in my 20s, I started having dreams of Jesus and didn't quite understand what that all meant. Um, I kind of took it in, absorbed it, and then I just let it go. Um, And Mm -hmm. then things began to really build up after that. Um, So I was born in uh, Guyana, South America. And my experience back home, everything that we go through and everything that I went through has shaped my destiny and who I've become. And I remember as a child, um, you know, on the way home from school, my sister and I used to do this crazy thing. We used to run into funeral homes and run up to an open coffin and look down at the dead person and start laughing. Like that was fun for me. Not um, right. yeah. so much fun right now, right, um, as <laughs> an adult. But as a, kid, no. <laughs> as a kid, we were enthralled with that. And, and I think part of it was maybe as children, children see the truth. And maybe even as a child, Mm -hmm. I knew that death wasn't a finality for any of us. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, my life has had, you know, as I look back on the theme of my life from childhood, there's been all of this trauma and this loss. You know, when we moved to the United States, I lost my dad at 10 um, you know, even as a child mm. being molested at, at a young age before 10, that's a loss of innocence and a loss of something even deeper um, than that. And then I lost my mom um, in 2015, I think. And then two years after that, uh-huh. I, my, I lost my husband and, and his death was really what rocked my world. Um, you know, I was texting with him yeah. on the phone and um, and then 30 minutes later, I'm receiving a phone call telling me he's died. Um, and my world, mm-hmm. everything that I knew about me and my world and it just changed. Mm-hmm. I, I was no longer, it was like the twilight zone, everything had flipped. And his death took me on an odyssey, on a, on a journey um, to explore. And I was exploring death before that, death and dying before that. And actually before he Mm -hmm. died, I had just come back from Thailand um, and I was there in Thailand taking a course on death and dying. And then when I came home, um, probably just a day um, after he passed away. And so there's been all of these movements towards this platform of looking at death and looking at dying and looking at grief um, from a yeah. more sacred wow. space, a more conscious space, and it's something that mm-hmm. we really don't give ourselves the opportunity to sit with. And you know, it's always right. the elephant in the room. Um, and so, those experiences have really been um, the deeper experiences that have shaped who I am today, who I'm still becoming, because it's 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 never yeah. a finality, right? Um, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So, So, um, Yeah. yeah, I have to really thank my husband because, um, his past and his transition gave me the courage to really move inward. And, you know, tonight I'd like to, you know, as we continue on is really share this idea of moving inward versus outward. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it just as I'm listening to your story, you know, you you sort of gave me little pieces of it, you know. Of course, yeah. since we've you know had met and we've told, had you know s- several conversations, but so it just today it sort of uh, rekindled my memory. I'm like, wow, I mean, it was like, you know, not it was nothing sad, but it's all you you were set up for this, you know. I mean, yeah. it, 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 I mean, just it's just those encounters um at an early age and then you know getting married and then going to Thailand and then coming back. I mean you went to Thailand Thailand for that actual experience yes. you know that, teaching. Um, that train, and yes. then had to experience it. Yeah on a whole different level I mean yeah that's profound. So basically in our culture um and I would just say all in the world right now um we're experiencing a lot of pain Um, you know, and that whole thing, you know, Amanda, you know, when they said about the slaves, you know, you know, some of the slaves, they, they chose, right. They chose to jump off the ship because they didn't want to have this experience of slavery. You know, they, Hey, we're going to jump off with the great white sharks. And, you know, and they said those were the brave ones, whatever. And then, you know, the ones that chose to have, uh, you know, Oh, that experience, if you will, the 400 years or whatever that that time frame that people put um, upon us. But with that being said, um, there's a lot of self-limiting beliefs. Um, there's a lot of things that's that's not say contradictory, but mm-hmm. just based on how the reactions and where people are putting themselves um, in in this type of feeling, in this type of energy, in this type of frequency. How can you see looking at the perspective of, 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 of dying and death, how could this change them of looking at their life? I mean, is it a forgiveness? Amanda, what, what would you see What these people would really need to look at life differently to make this thing a better world for them?
1: You know, the interesting thing, um, I went through so many journeys after my husband died and, and a lot of it, it was a dark night of the soul and a lot of it was absolutely mm-hmm. terrifying and absolutely scary. And even at that time, I thought that I was pretty much evolved. <laughs> um, and what that yeah. experience did for me, it, it helped to bring up so much of what had been hidden. And I have done considerably amount mm-hmm. of work even before he died on myself. Um, but what came mm-hmm. up after that was this deeper Aspect of now I have to sit with death now. I have to sit with my own mortality And Mm. and it's something that Mm. we try to avoid and escape right so our society is a society of escapism, right? It's filled with distractions It's Mm. filled with this idea of what I want to experience this fullness that we think is out there when in actuality, the fullness is actually really in here. And so when we don't give ourselves the opportunity to sit in stillness, to sit in silence, to be in relationship with our wounds, with our traumas, with our griefs, and with those things that scare us so much, and there are plenty of things that scare us, when we don't give ourselves the opportunity to sit with those things, we are missing out on a very integral part of our growth and evolution as a human being. Um, so I right. would say mm-hmm. with dying mm-hmm. itself, I sat with dying actually for the last two years and, and there were moments where it was so thick, like this, this death was just always with me. And I eventually got to the point mm-hmm. where instead of being afraid of it, I said, okay, what lessons do you have to teach me? And at some point, mm-hmm. one of the things that I'll that I'll come out with is called the wisdom of death, and because one of the primary things that I realized that death wanted to teach, not just me but all of us, mm-hmm. is how are we living, right? So that's mm-hmm. the question it asks us: How are we living? Because. Mm -hmm. hopefully what it does when a loved one dies or anyone that we know dies, or even when we are close to um, on our deathbed, if we've been diagnosed with a terminal illness, we want to clean things up. We want to live as fully as possible. And so aligning ourselves with the idea that death is not here to take something away from me. It's actually here to add something to my life. And so it is Mm. this radical opportunity to mm-hmm. step into life in the present moment and to look at, well, how am I living? How am I showing up? Not just to myself, but how am I showing up to mm-hmm. my spouse, my children, my friends, the individual, my neighbor next door, right? So this idea that, you right. know, we have the Ten, Compa- 10 commandments, right? Love your neighbor as you love thyself. Well, how do you love mm-hmm. your neighbor if you don't love yourself, Right that becomes a very difficult thing to do. Yeah? Right. And so right. death gives Absolutely. us an opportunity, mm-hmm. just sitting with death gives us an opportunity to really go in and unwrap ourselves and to peel back some of the layers that we have hidden um, from ourselves and also to be mm-hmm. honest, right? And so there's this sense of, mm-hmm. Direct honesty that we need to have honesty, accountability, and responsibility for our own emotional, mm-hmm. spiritual, mental, and physical well-being.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, Amanda, I mean, this whole racism—you know—from what I've been hearing, you know, I've been following people like Jane Elliott, and uh, you know, you know, and I'm just a lot of people that just have. Uh, you know, have given us, you know, information about, you know, uh, racism is, is, is something that can be unlearned, uh, Mm. something that needs to be destroyed. Um, how do you feel about this whole situation with, with the racism and, you know, the two babies looking at each other and, you know, until they know of, or someone teach them that, you know, they're like, you know, they're innocent child, innocent children. And I feel like, you know, we all came in here on this realm, of course, with that, you know, with that mind of, you know, not having that just put in us as as something like it's it's something that we have to learn. How can we deal with that? Because from racism comes trauma, right? It comes grief, it comes people being wounded, uh, self-limiting beliefs, their self-image is destroyed. Right. What would what would be the type of journey and I mean what would be the remedy what you think that what you've had to do for yourself to you know to heal that uh, amanda um, could you just tell us a little bit about what you, how do you look at that
1: well you know first I would say in order for racism to thrive there needs to be a woundedness that's present first right so no one
0: mm. is
1: born a racist right? We come into this world right. very clean, right? And so it is a learned behavior, um, something that is mm-hmm. passed down through generations and families. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, as I look at everything that's taken place um, right now, and I've had to really sit with this for myself, and I've had a lot of emotions come up, a um, lot of tears that I've shed, um, not just for myself, mm-hmm. but, you know, my brothers and, and my nephews and, everyone else it's 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 the tears is for the whole world because there's there's a sadness that the world is feeling right Mm now um and right for me in terms of of remedy um you know it's not it's not going to be a quick fix and so we want to throw easy fixes at this situation and we have been throwing these easy fixes at it right but the Mm -hmm. system number one is what has to change. You can't expect racism to change when the system and those in the system um, are showing up in the same exact way. So people make up the system, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. archaic old ideologies make up the system. And as long as as those things are in place, Mm -hmm. we really can't move forward. The other piece is conversation, Mm -hmm. right? We need to have honest conversation without anyone on either side blaming or judging because then that just takes us through the loop. We're just going around the loop. It's like the mm-hmm. hamster wheel. And we never get anywhere. We never come to a, a, a place in the middle where we can meet. And I do believe that mm-hmm. there's a place in the middle we can where we can meet. But mm-hmm. the real gist of this is each and every individual have to be willing to do their internal work, right? Right individuals Mm -hmm. make up the collective right and so i'll take myself for example right so i've been wounded i've gone through many traumas i've Mm -hmm. suffered i've gone through grief right if Mm -hmm. i chose not to do any work on myself and i just continue to live my life out Mm -hmm. and have relationships and i'm showing up and i'm projecting my anger and i'm projecting my hate and it's everyone else's fault except for me, right? Mm -hmm. I have chosen in a a very subconscious way, right? Because most people don't even realize that they're acting from a subconscious plate, which is our default, right? And so the idea that Mm -hmm. I'm showing up and I don't even realize how I'm showing up. Um, So a part Mm -hmm. of the work is allowing yourself to become more aware. And the more where I can become about who I am, how I'm responding, how I'm reacting, then I can begin to Mm -hmm. see myself with a little bit more clarity. And I can pause and I can say, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm not here to throw up on this individual because really what I'm doing, if I'm triggered, that individual, whatever they've said, have just triggered me. And I'm having a reaction from that trigger. But that trigger just shows me that there's work inside of me that I have to do. And so in actuality, that person just showed up to be a teacher for me, right? Hey, you know, mirror of to each other, right? So Mm -hmm. we all have to be willing to do our internal work. That is our responsibility. And as as much as we want to siphon off blame and to siphon off judgment, that is very uh, immature, spirituality it's an immature way of showing up and what we need right now in the world is for all of us to actually move into becoming mature human beings right it's not Mm -hmm. just human but there's this essence that I'm a being and how does a being show up with compassion Mm -hmm. with love with forgiveness because we recognize that it's just not me in this world it's not just about me it's about my right. neighbor. It's about the neighbor down the road. It's about my child, my my aunt, my future ancestors. So everything that we do, we're creating these cords, right? These Secchi cords that, that run. They're invisible cords, but everything that we do, everything that we say, it has depth, it has meaning, and we're connecting, you're right? That we're connecting with each other collectively, energetically. And so um, we have to be able to see ourselves, um, to be the holy witness to others and to witness ourselves as well. I think the biggest thing is that people are not, there's a sense and a feeling that they're not being seen or heard. And I think all anyone wants to know is that they matter.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you totally. I too, you know, and I, I see the millennials and I and I, you know, I'm I'm really connected. I'm like more of that indigo. I'm in my 40s, but I'm like, I, I get where they're coming from. It's like they're um, you know, some people I think from my perspective, Amanda, you know, company, you, know, you people come here and we, you know, we choose to come in from a, a love modality and we're seeking that and we're knowing that. But sometimes, Amanda, it, there has to be uh, another side to it. It's like, um, you know, it's, it, it's 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 it has to be a certain energy of like like a more of a, a warrior mentality, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think with these uh, millennials, they're more. I'm not going to say militant, and I want to put that, but they're not going to um, stand for that. They're, 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 their their uh-huh. their mindset is a little bit more, of, um, you know you're going to need to, you're going to need to something, somebody's going to need to show up and give me some answers. And we're trying to rectify this now. Now we know that this is not going to come about and that's everybody has their own perspective on the solution, um, going inside, but you know, I get it. I, I, you know, like you said, they're, you know, they're needing to be heard. They want to be heard and they want to be um, treated as an equal. Right. But at the end of the day, um, you know, how do you see it? Uh, of this whole thing about reparation and fourteen trillion dollars going to the black community, or whatever that is, is that just more of separation, Amanda? I mean, what what are you thinking of? How you know is, is that something? Is any any is that any solution into where we're trying to go with this with the reparation yeah. thing?
1: Yeah. So you're you're bringing up like discussions I had in college, like like we would have in the student <coughs> union discussions about. You know, uh, our reparations. You know, forty acres and a mule. Um, yeah. And honestly, look, um, while there might be people that feel that that's what they're due, um, and and they have a right to think uh, to think that and and to want that, but at the end of the day, and I could only speak for myself personally. You know, sure, um, sure. You know, you know, I'm not a U. I'm not a, a U.S. born. Right. Again, I was born right. in a different country. Um, wow. So maybe I don't get that 40 acres and a mule. <laughs> um, so I, I can't apply for that. But, um, <laughs> right, right, right,
0: right. I got you, um, right.
1: Yeah. But um, for me, when I think about living my life, when I think about how I show up as a mother, it really mm-hmm. is about how I'm going to choose to show up in each and every moment to model for my children what it means to be a human being um mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is allowing myself to show up with self respect um mm-hmm. a deeper sense of worthiness about who i am and mm-hmm. translating that into how i treat other people um i have to remain in the Life. present mm-hmm. moment right and so um mm-hmm. after my husband died that whole present moment like the time just dropped away And in that moment, I realized that there really is no time. There's just right now. And so if I'm always Mm -hmm. looking back for Mm -hmm. something, to go back, something in the past, to get that thing, to bring it here, we can't go back. What we can do is be here right now and decide how best to live. And Mm -hmm. everything that we do now is setting up for what tomorrow is going to be. And so mm. that's my focus. I don't ever think about, and I don't think it has anything to do with me coming from another country as mm-hmm. to why I have this viewpoint. Even if I was born here, and there were an option to get that 40 acres and a mule, what, are, what am I gonna do with that? My kids, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> is that, right, right, things, right, right, are those things going to make me happy? And then we can begin to define what is true happiness what is joy because those happiness is something that's changing every second right Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. when we can really align ourselves with what is it that we truly want what is it that we're looking for right and and it might seem like Mm -hmm. i i want to have this i want to have that these material possessions these things that we think and I believe that it's a conditioning that we have this illusory belief that if I have this thing, then I'm going to be happy. My life is going to be better. And through my own personal experience, again, I can only mm-hmm. speak for myself. Yeah. I've come mm-hmm. to realize that what I have that's bringing me back to the core mm-hmm. essence of who I am is what's inside of me. And God has blessed me with certain gifts. Yep. Um, gifts that I've tried to deny, right? Like the whole death, dying, and grief thing. And my friends will be, you know, the first one to to tell you, you know, I try to run away from it Um, because it's hard and no one wants to to talk about death Mm -hmm. and dying Mm -hmm. and grief, right? These are hard topics Mm -hmm. that we want and we Mm -hmm. have been avoiding for so long, but I'm choosing Mm -hmm. to ground, align, and root myself in, the present moment and how i can live a full life how i can thrive from here not from back there mm-hmm. right and i think that's part of what mm-hmm. keeps us trapped right. right is that we keep we keep go we right. keep looking over the shoulder you know um and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. whether we get reparations um i think we need to have other discussions before that even comes you know um will that mean yeah black community, will that finally free black people, right, mm-hmm. um, to, to have that? How would we change if we, if the government were to finally say, okay, every descendant gets their 40 acres in a mule? Mm-hmm. Okay, what, what then?
0: Yeah, right, right, right. We just right. got to learn, like I said, this you know, God is love. And um, I feel like, you know, that whole seven times, seven times, seven, whether be vi- in the Bible, uh, uh, the number of completion, uh, forgiveness, uh, forgiving ourselves, uh, we forgive ourselves that heals ourselves, even the way we look at other people. It's just, a, it's, 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 a, it's a, you know, it's an inside job that we really got to do. And it's funny because for everybody, everything is out here. It looks like all the problems is out there. And so, right. man, a lot of you know, I think we were talking earlier. If people are not that, we're no more. Or but the more yeah. work that you do on yourself, you'll see that everything that's that's going on is really inside of us. So, but what Absolutely. we're gonna do is, I um I'm gonna take an initial few minute break, and sure. I'm gonna jump gonna really jump down in the rabbit hole because y'all haven't really heard anything from this woman yet. She ain't tapped in yet. So we got some we got some gut punches that we want to throw out here, and uh, I'm gonna let her get into uh, really what this thing is uh, is really true to herself, and, and and definitely from what I've heard from her, because I want you guys to really hear this, and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. So we'll be right back with you with the Thinker's Lounge. Peace. Be right back. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Thinkers Lounge, man. I'm telling you guys, uh, this has been this has been um, it's been amazing so far. Um, You know, I really get giddy because this is this is really why you know the birth of Thinkers Lounge to really bring uh, you know some like minded uh, infinite beings and them having that infinite experience, knowing that omnipresence and respecting it, honoring it, and everything that they see and do. And uh, this is a uh, individual here that, like I said, Amanda. She's really an advocate of uh, living that life. You say we're about that life. She's about that life. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And uh, you know, and uh, you know, uh, being able to feel that energy of of, of of being able to be vulnerable, right? You know, and in uh, having that type of experience. Um, and I mean, guys, how many times can we sit? And I'm not going to say our culture, but how many people can you actually sit in and have a, a, a honorable, open uh, discussion about death? Right? It's usually oh, oh, I remember, oh, I know she's around, and oh, you know, I just think about her all the time, and you know. But I'm, and I'm bringing this up, guys, because you know that's that's where I, that's where we are with it. Um, but Amanda's here today to take it a little bit more from a different perspective. It's like, we, we say it's like a death It's like a thing. Like it's, it's, it's something that we all have to experience grieving, um, you know, but from what I've read, you know, we die every day almost, That's a right. part of us, right? Uh, right? Whether you didn't know that or not, we do. But Amanda, I'm bringing you back on. I want you to go ahead and, you know, uh, knock a home run and expound on what do you think is the difference now of how you look at the death, the dying, um, honoring that um, and to be able to give people a good definition or 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 um, or take them down that rabbit hole of how do you see it? Now? You know, what, what is what's the difference of how you see that now? in life. Marvin,
1: I, I don't think people want to go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> but um you know they might not come out. It's too deep, right? It's like a bottomless pit. And so I mean look, right. let's be honest and let's be frank. Right. People are afraid of death.
0: Yeah they are. Right? Yeah.
1: We are afraid yeah. of death. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's mentioned mm-hmm. or not, whether subconscious or conscious we are afraid of death, right? But I do believe Mm -hmm. we can get to a place where we can companion with death um, in a very Mm. conscious way, right? And so it's it's shifting shifting the perspective ever so slightly. So the one thing, so, Mm -hmm. you know, as a shaman, one of the things that I'm very big on is rituals and ceremonies. And throughout our whole lifetime, and so Jesus went through Um, his crucifixion, he went through death and resurrection. And resurrection, we go through the same thing in this living body, right? Mm. Mm.
0: Mm. we have
1: to carry our crosses. We're crucified. Well, if you really think about it, we go through our our crucifixion, right? There's something that happens in our lives Mm -hmm. where we Mm -hmm. have to carry that cross in our back, and we can't no one else can Mm -hmm. carry that for us right and we have to hold it we have to carry it we have to bleed we have to sweat we have to go through all of it we die
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right in this living body Mm -hmm. we die and then we're Mm -hmm. resurrected we're reborn again right but yet because Mm -hmm. we have this society of busyness we don't ever connect with these deaths with these resurrections that we're going through And every time we go through something, whether it's something traumatic or a life altering event or recovery from cancer, you're no longer the same person you were before, I'm no longer the same Amanda that I was when I was married to my husband. When he died, Mm -hmm. I also died. There's a part of me that died as well. And in recognizing that I really needed to mourn my own death. I really needed to Mm. mourn the Amanda that used to be and then open the door for who is this new person who is coming into, who is being reborn again, right? And that part Mm. of me is still, I'm still integrating her, right? Because it's just almost been three years. It'll be three years in August. And so um, there's no rush to become, to move into this new me because it has to happen organically. Um, So, a part of it is giving ourselves to death, the surrender that needs to happen. When we're going through something in our lives, can we surrender to that thing? We do this thing called resistance very Mm -hmm. well. We, We don't want to experience what this new is. We don't want to experience the change because the old is so comfortable but I've never seen anyone grow from staying with what's comfortable. Right, right. Right. And so Mm -hmm. this idea to embrace the uncomfortable, to embrace the change, to embrace the squeezing that happens when we are going through these life altering events, embracing the death that's happening to you, right? This is part of what we have to do because each and every time we do that, we're actually making room to surrender to our final death on that deathbed. Because we've had all this practice, you see. We've had all this practice from beforehand of Mm -hmm. bearing the cross, experienced in the pain of bearing the cross, Mm -hmm. of dying, and Mm -hmm. of being reborn. So when we're actually on that deathbed, yes, there will be fear still because we're still in this human body, but there's gonna be a part of us that will be ready to surrender this body because we know that on the other side of that there is a resurrection Mm -hmm. there is a renewal that's going to be taking place for us and so Uh we uh can die not with fear but with hope right and Uh as we, we as human beings as we navigate ourselves as spiritual beings because we're both and part of holy badass living, you know, the, the holy is the gift that we've already been given. The badass is the humanity, right? Is this human part of, of, of how we live. And we're merging the two together to celebrate them. And it's not one or the other, mm-hmm. but it's, it's bringing both of them together as one. Um, and so mm-hmm. the whole idea that I can keep surrendering, I can keep dying throughout my whole entire lifetime so I can be reborn birth mm-hmm. birthed each and every moment is really what this life is about, right? So Jesus really set the template for us um, in, in a very profound mm-hmm. and powerful mm-hmm. way. And when we navigate yeah. this process of human and spirit together as one, there's there's a mysteriousness about it all. We, 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 human beings like to have certainty, right? So I'm gonna burst that bubble. Right. There's no such thing as certainty. Right? Each and every wow. moment <laughs> we're in uncertainty. Right. So the more the, the sooner we can get to that place of acknowledging that each and every moment mm-hmm. is fragile, each and every moment is uncertain, and that change is mm-hmm. always around the corner, right? And that was one of the mm-hmm. things for me, even after my husband died, was wow things can change in a blink of an eye and am I ready and am I prepared for that? And there are certain things that you'll never be prepared for, right? Mm-hmm. You're just going to have to give way to it. You're just going to have to surrender to what is, but it's admitting this sense of having hope. And also there's a sense of powerlessness that I have no control over any of it. Um, mm. So honoring the cycle of life and death is very important in our human life, in our human journey, um, honoring the griefs that happen. We tend to just push these things aside without sitting with it, without holding it in a sacred way like only a mother or grandmother can do and really tend into it, tend into that ache, tend into that wound, tend into that broken heart, right? We've all had broken hearts, right? And how right. do we enter right. that brokenness within us? And it's not that anything needs to be fixed, right? People will say, oh, I, I need to be fixed. I'm not so sure that I believe in that, you know, because at, at our very core, we are whole already, right? Our soul mm-hmm. is whole. Our soul doesn't have a gender. Mm-hmm. Our soul doesn't have a color. At our core, mm-hmm. the essence of who we are as spirit beings, as God beings, it's already whole. The part that we it's have to now right. already whole. The mm. part that we have to now come into alignment with is how do I make this human me whole?
0: Mm. Interesting. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: interesting.
0: And so yeah. death for that's, me is just one of the
1: one of the definitions that I I love that I've heard um, define death. Death is being somewhere else, and so. Most of us Oh, have
0: really wow. Right? One, more, just one more time. Just say that one more time. <laughs> I love it. And I think death this might be from the another. Jewish
1: death is being somewhere else, right? That's the definition mm. of death, being somewhere else. So while this physical body is going to evaporate, right? And we all need to acknowledge yeah. that no yeah. matter how much we exercise, no matter how well we eat, this body doesn't belong to us. It's going to we have to hand it in. It's it's a it's a borrowed garment, right? Think about it in right. that way. We have to give it back. Right. We do. Um, and so the more each and every time when we can connect with, I am on borrowed time. So what am I gonna do with the time that I have now? How am I gonna treat this temple? How am I gonna treat other temples that I walk into? And so we have this idea that we have so much sacredness for temples that are buildings, right? And they're sacred. And so we walk in and become very pious and, you know, we we put on a different energy about us because it's a sacred temple. What we have Mm -hmm. forgotten is that this is the original sacred temple, right? Mm -hmm.
0: And yet, we don't treat it as
1: such, right? Um, And we don't treat Mm -hmm. other sacred temples, our brothers and sisters, the same way. And so... Mm each and every moment we have to keep coming back to asking ourselves this question, who am I? Right. Who well, am I? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And for me, right. that was a question that really started everything for me at 33. Right. I started asking the question, mm-hmm. who am I? Cause I knew that there was something beyond just this physicality that this didn't define me.
0: right? Right. That when Mm -hmm. I leave
1: this earth, I'm not taking my color with me. I'm not taking Mm -hmm. my wealth with me. I'm not taking this body with me. So what am I taking with me? Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this idea of being somewhere else, so many of us are alive, but we're really dead Mm -hmm. because we have already left right? We're not mm-hmm. showing up in this present wow. moment to participate in life. We have left. We're somewhere else, right? And mm-hmm. and we can mm-hmm. see this very plainly mm-hmm. in, in families and, in, in, you know, our relationship with ourselves and in the relationship with the world, right? It's it's so you we don't mm-hmm. have to physically die in order to be dead.
0: Right, right. Well, I'll tell you what, Amanda, this is, you know, you, you I got to, well, I got to have you back on the show again. <laughs> I mean, no, this is, you know, because, so um, I, I, just, I can't put enough. Um, I, I feel like, Cause I don't want to feel, of course I can't cheat you, but I, I want them to, it, 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 it's a few other things that I know that we're going to need to cover. And I know some yeah. other information that you're going to be bringing out as well. Um, now, Make sure because I definitely want to make sure people connect. What is that web? What is your website right now? What's it called?
1: Uh, it's holybadassliving.com. Yeah,
0: yeah, holybadassliving.com. Okay, I think yeah. you're going across the screen. There it is. Uh, yeah,
1: there it is. Tap
0: into that, guys. Listen,
1: yes, and for all your listeners tonight, um, you know, when you go to the website, and so one of the things with um, one of the things that I, I want to give to your listeners um, during this time that we're going through, you know, the, the, the protest and, and, and uh, COVID-19, there's a lot of grief that's happening um, within us. And I've, I'm recognizing my own grief yet again um, through this process, and I'm tending to that. Um, and, and many times when I'm tending to my grief, I tend to really go within and be, become more yin than yang. Um, and Mm -hmm. so for anyone who's having a difficult time, um, right now, um, and there's a lot of grief coming up for you, um, if you go to the website on the products, there is a workbook that I created, which, um, you know, I created that after my husband died to help really myself. And now it's here to help, uh, anyone that would like to, um, utilize it. And, uh, if you type in the word heal, You will get a discount um, off of the workbook, so you'll get a thirteen dollars discount and get the workbook for twenty two dollars. But it's there to help you, um, to to guide you through your grieving process. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, this is Mm -hmm. very important work for me that we tend to the ache rather than put it off, because when we put things off, they eventually circle back around, right? So. The whole idea is yeah. Yeah, they do. Do that now mm-hmm. uh, versus later. But I also understand that if we're in a tremendous trauma body and pain body, um, that we might not also be able to actually do that. So for each individual, it's really tapping into um, their inner energy and seeing what feels right. But for those that are interested, type in the word heal when you click on journey into grief and you'll receive your discount for that workbook.
0: Okay, definitely. Definitely, guys, uh, definitely, please, um, you know, holybadassliving.com, Amanda. I mean, she's uh, um, she's about that life, guys. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, it's hers experiences, you know, it's a, it's a healing within itself. She was here, appointed to be here for us at this time. Uh, you don't want across a lot of people that's willing to share and can really expound on this type of experience. Why you're so-called living, and uh, and really bring a lot of evidence, and uh, and a real experience to that, um. And I know if it's affected, and and if indirectly, you know, we've been through this, everybody, and everybody will. So, so, um, you know, God definitely hit the website up, and guys, I mean, we're we're sort of out of time here, and uh, like I said, I'm gonna have to have Amanda on here uh, in the here in the near dear future, uh, but. Coming from Meta Marvin, guys, you know, um, a lot of my topics and things, I'll talk about, you know, prosperity, abundance, opulence. But let me get you guys straight. You know, you can have a lot of that stuff and it gets some time more from a spiritual and it can definitely get over and inflate into a material without you knowing it. So, guys, you know, what she's bringing is so you make sure that whatever that experience you want to get and get the, to your highest or your most uh, um, being, what they said, living that best life. Guys, you're going to have to do some type of healing. That's what she's yep. talking about. You don't want to be this walking trash can, if you will. Right. Okay. You know, you want to be able to learn more and be able to receive love, want to be able to receive prosperity, money. Then there's a lot of things that needs to be removed. Out of your That's mind, great. out of your spirit, out of your body, she does those things, and she teaches it. And she she's, she's humble enough to set her time and together to, with you guys and really help you. There's nothing that she's pretty much had to run across and hadn't been open to. Uh, so, guys, I'm you know again, I'm so grateful to have her on the show. Uh, definitely, guys, hit our website up. But Thinkers Lounge, hey guys, you know this again. Meta Marvin, I'm working on me, guys. I'm just doing my part. This is Thinkers Lounge. I'm bringing it to you every week. I uh, hope you guys really enjoying every episode. Um, being God Express uh, for me, I you know I, I try to vibrate higher than the things that I, I see on television. Tell lies visually for me. That's how I have to put it because I can't let those things be real in my experience. Okay, I can't. You know, I have to be responsible when it comes to my house and what comes into my energy and what comes into my my environment so i have to put that more than like a more of a uh uh you know it's, it's it's another world that i choose not to experience i know it's there but i i'm the one that have to make that real and that's a decision that you can make as well okay guys so believe me anything that's happening to you out there pink slips not going to work uh relationships that's the best thing that be happening to you right now that's alchemy Learn how to turn that things into lemonade, lemons to lemonade. It's a great experience, guys. It's something else for that's out there for you to grow into, experience and love the journey. Uh um, stay prayed up, be quiet, uh, experience the you know the presence of God, however you want to look at it. Do your work. Do your work. Okay. We're all uh, uh here to um, you know evolve and you know again guys this is the thinkers lounge um definitely uh, go to meta marvin you know, you know i have a library there guys to keep my mind right as you can see in the background you know i'm i'm always reading you know the biggest the the, the biggest room the room that i'm usually in is the room that i'm in right now is what feeds my mind and my spirit that's my library you know what i mean um so, so, you know, and I, I, I try to, you know, expound and express my life and hopefully it can help you guys in some type of way. So metamarvin.com, guys, um, I have a, a, you know, a mastery a course that I'm putting out when it comes to, uh, you know, opening up at the top that I have more of that God express experience for you when it comes to knowing that those things like money and all these things that we quote unquote chasing. Well, you don't have to chase that, guys. It's all within you right here, right now, and you have to know that, okay? I said my money is my own natural energy okay? That's what I say about myself. That's how I see myself. That's how I speak about my life, my business, my relationships, right? My intentions, right? So with that, that's the part that I love working with people on, of course. Amanda has uh, so many other things that can fit into that, and it can help you be even more of a wonderful, peaceful, loving individual, human being, spirit. And guys, we're out here; we're doing our work, and you need to do yours. Again, we'll see you real soon tomorrow, guys. I have uh, a- another special guest. He's a conscious gospel singer. Uh, he just hits the Stevie Award. Um, uh, and he's a you know he's a new artist that really sings comes from his soul. And uh, he's gonna be on here tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. But again, Brent, Amanda, thank you for everything. We're gonna be talking to you soon. Holy You're badass so living. She's, she's living it, she's about that life. Guys, peace, this is Meta Marvin. Talk to you soon. Peace and love. Faith, spirituality, religion, all words synonymous for conveying a deeper meaning, nay, a higher power. See, See wars, wars have been fought have been fought in bloodshed all in the search of enlightenment what about the word consciousness what image does that conjure in your mind everything is by design your ability to identify in this space at this moment reaches far deeper than you can ever realize i challenge you i challenge you to shed the lining of self doubt and enter the realm of your awareness. Welcome to the Thinker's Lounge.